Hello and welcome to It's Actually Happening. This is Vince Williams. Hello there. And this is Christopher Hoffentappen. Wow. This is a podcast that looks at the weird and wonderful news that is actually happening in the world today. But first, let's take a trip down memory lane and look at what was happening on this day, the 19th of March in history. So, 19th of March, 1882, the first stone was laid for the Sagrada Familia, the Basilica in Barcelona, designed by Anthony Gaudi. There was a lot of words there that I didn't know what was happening. So, what is that? So, Sagrada Familia, you know, the big church cathedral in Barcelona? You've never heard of it? Yeah, I know the one you mean, but I didn't know it was called that. I just call a church. It's, it's called the it's called Sagrada Familia, and it's still not finished. So the first stone was laid in 1882, and to this day, it's still not finished. They estimate it'll be finished in around about 2026. You see, this is the problem with councils. You know, they say they're going to do something, and they they never finish on time. I've got scaffolding going upside outside the window this morning, and they said they'd be done by 12. It's now what 10 past 12, quarter past 12, and they're still not done. They, they never they never finish on time, and it's the same with these people. I mean, I mean, the foreman's going to be getting on a bit now, isn't he? To be fair, nineteenth <laughs> of March, nineteen thirty-two, the Sydney Harbour Bridge opened. Ah, uh, that's a beautiful bridge. Do you know what, Chris? A bit of information here. I did a, a world tour once with Vanessa May, who's a violinist. And we were in Australia and for their good morning show that they do out there, we were going to do a live um, from the from the bridge. And at the end of the song, me and the other dancer were going to dive off the bridge on a bungee. And it was all set up to do. And we were getting really excited and a bit nervous. And then on the morning, the fog came in and we couldn't see the bridge. So it had to be postponed. and We had to just do it in the studio, which was a little bit more boring. Oh. And disappointing. Yes. 19th of March, 1958. The first planetarium in Britain opens at Madame Tussauds. Have you been to the planetarium? No, I've been to Madame Tussauds. I don't remember the planetarium. Yeah, Madame Tussauds is a little bit rubbish as well, isn't it, though? Let's be honest. <gasps> no, it's great fun. Yeah. Do you know what? I prefer the ones... Have you ever been to the one... There's one, uh, like a... I don't think it's... It's not obviously not a Madame Tussauds, but there's another one up in Blackpool where they have the same thing with the uh, wax dummies. And they're really bad. They're literally like a a mannequin with a wig on, and they put some glasses on, they go, look, Elton John. That's that's funnier for me. I think it's brilliant. Brilliant. Well, one day maybe there'll be waxworks of us. But for today, (laughs) let's have some headlines. Most of my wax has melted down the middle, to be fair. Okay, so my first headline for today is now we've all we love a bit of an animal story, don't we? Especially oh, on this we podcast. Well, I've got two today. <gasps> That's very greedy. I know, and the first one goes: goats took over Welsh town, are now shopping at Primark. Oh, classy goats! So <laughs> the goats are out there now. They've been spotted queuing outside barbers and invading hotels. These goats. Um, but now it's clear they need some retail therapy. Don't we all? Okay. 
So 15 goats were spotted outside Primark in Landudno on Wednesday. Now, unfortunately for them, it was closed. Because obviously due to lockdown. Oh, Um, of course. So, yeah, but basically what's happened is they keep popping up. These goats keep popping up um, in these really surreal places at the moment. Because in spring of lockdown last year, the goats who live in Great Orm, that's the headland up in the Welsh seaside town, have been seen um, more because there's less traffic in the area due to lockdown. So they're sort of coming down from the mountain areas and going into the towns. And these these guys' ears have been checking into hotels. I mean, I don't know if they've seriously been checking into hotels because I think they've just been walking into hotels. Well, we had one, didn't we, remember? We covered on Absolutely. this story, the go to yep, the uh, we hotel. did. Now, now they're shopping. They're apparently now they want to shop in Primark. So they're queuing outside, waiting to go into Primark when it opens. I'm, I mean, I'm sure if there's that many, it's going to be rammed. <laughs> And also, other animals are claiming the streets, Chris. Because now, obviously, with lockdown, there's there's less traffic on the road. Apparently, not always. I look around here. here. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I tell you what, here you look out and you think, is it is it any different? Even the motor when it first went into lockdown, I remember going on the motorway, um, and it was really really quiet. Now you wouldn't notice any difference. You know, same with around here, the, the traffic. Like that. But apparently a lot of the smaller towns, there's less traffic. So the animals are claiming the streets, including these goats. I see. Now, you love a good goat story, don't you, Chris? I love a goat. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to take that clip, just that clip for the promo. I love a goat. Um, but yeah, so having a look around, obviously, with all this happening, I mean, foxes have always been in... In, in the towns and that. They rummage through your 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 rubbish and stuff like that, don't they? Yeah, we so had some cubs in the next door neighbour's garden quite a few times. I also ran, almost ran over a fox the other day. Right. What, was it in the road or was you on the pavement? <laughs> you were in, in a field. field. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, and we, I mean, my mum's house, they had foxes at the back and they used to make a loud noise in the morning. They used oh, to the really squeals yelp. they make at yeah. night. It's horrible. It's quite scary, isn't it? Someone's being um, murdered in your back garden. Yeah, you could probably cover it up, cover up a murder. Oh no, it wasn't a murder; it was a squealing fox. Um, but yeah, so you see foxes and stuff like that. But now with the lockdown, there's lots more animals that are coming down. I've had a look round, and like for instance, in East London, there was a hundred deer walking down a high street. Wow! They'd obviously come from the local park nearby, but they thought oh you know it's not so busy i'm gonna wander into the high street and do a bit of window shopping and maybe go to kfc i don't know um but yeah there's so there's a hundred hundred deer walking around the streets now in north italy uh a wild boars are on the cobbled streets of north north italy so and also talking of wild boars paris has had boars walking down the streets there as well Gosh. Now, I know I've been to Paris and I was bored, to be fair, when I was there. But, um, yeah, so these animals are getting in there. And, like, the the one that scared me a little bit was in South America, in Santiago, Puma. Oh. A Puma was seen walking through the high street bit. I mean, that's a bit dangerous, isn't it? It's a little <laughs> it's bit not... intimidating. 
Yeah, and there's cows everywhere. Apparently, there's cows are coming out. They're, they're all going in in the in the towns and that as well. Um, now it reminds me. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's a, there's a series called Zoo. Have you seen Zoo? No, no. So basically, this series evolves around. There's this uh, this thing goes into the air like a like a virus type of thing. Okay. Talking of the pandemic, but the virus goes into the air. But it makes all the animals want to reclaim. The land, they all become basically angry at, at humans and want to get rid of humans. So that all the animals, terrifying. it is. It's quite fun, quite fun. It's not really fun, but it's it's a good series. But they do. They want to reclaim the earth. So all the birds, all the cats, the dogs, and all of a sudden in the streets, there's lions coming out. They're escaping and trying to kill people and stuff. And this is where it's going, mate. I think. So we were worried about zombies. But these animals have gone under the radar. They're going to come in and claim this earth, mate. We're going to be run by the animals. I feel we're already run by animals, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it could it could become it could become. This is the way it's going. Planet of the Apes, mate. Do you know what I mean? I mean, or Animal Farm. Animal Farm. Yes. You see, there's the difference between us. You've gone highbrow with Animal Farm. I've gone Planet of the Apes. That's where we differ again, Chris. That's where Wolfram Abbott and Downton Abbey are crossing again. Would you like another headline, Vince? Yes, please. Okay, I have got German police fear worst as legal snag scuppers sausage DNA burglary breakthrough. That is a mouthful of a headline. And I'll tell you what, it's a mouthful of a story. It's a mouthful of sausage. Sounds like <laughs> it certainly is. I see what you did there with the uh, the verst. It's genius, isn't it? Yes. You know these these reporters, they're blooming good. <laughs> so this was a nine-year-old burglary. It took place in, you guessed it, Germany. Jawohl. And they found some DNA on a half-eaten sausage. And they were able to match this DNA with some DNA that had been taken by French police in their investigation of a violent crime in France. So they're able now to pin this man to being at this burglary because he clearly ate some of this sausage. The sausage wasn't his. The sausage belonged to the person he was burglar. He was burglaring. He was stealing from. <laughs> and he I would have said burglaring, to be fair. It's an odd one. He just fancied a nibble of the victim's sausage. And <laughs> let's just say that little nibble could have cost him his freedom. This is like it's going into a carry-on movie, nibbling his sausage. Um, so he did, a, he did a crime in Germany. Yep. Nibbled a sausage. Nibbled a sausage. And then his DNA was on the sausage. Yep. And then it matched up with some DNA found on an... Is it another sausage or just another piece so of... No, so they... They obviously did some sort of DNA taking for a burglary, and it was this man's. And now the database in Germany and France, they ping together, and it's a match. Right. And that's how they know this guy. But it's a bit sad, because this burglary is nine years old. Um, and just to introduce you into the world of law, um, the statute of limitations for this burglary has now expired. So it is unlikely that they'll be able to extradite this suspect to Germany, even if he is arrested. Oh, so he's French. He's not German. No, he's Albanian. Wow. <laughs> it's it's all... a whole tour of Europe with this one. <laughs> it is. 
Wow, so... So he's an Albanian who did a burglary in Germany before then going to France, and then nine years later, he was found out in France with some DNA, and that DNA then matched the DNA found in Germany because the Albanian ate a German sausage while in Germany before going to France. It's quite simple, really. <laughs> I've forgotten what the question was, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, so... Now, I didn't know this. So if you do a burglary and it's nothing's done within nine years... So I think is that... this is all to do with this idea of being extradited. Right. Um, so I think I, don't, I think probably if you were still in the country, you could... If he returned to Germany, I think they probably could still arrest him for this. Right. But uh, because they won't, they won't probably extradite him because of this statute of limitations. Uh, I may, of course, be completely wrong and talking out of my bottom because I actually aren't. I'm not a lawyer. Um, really? But I'm giving it a good go. I feel if I sound confident, it'll be fine. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it's, it's actually happening. You being a, a lawyer could happen as well, mate. You know what I mean? Um, but it's this thing again with burglars. Obviously, we did once, didn't we, where they bum-dialed the police themselves and so were caught in the act and then having a nibble of a sausage. Yeah, we had one where really? they had a toilet. It was in the loo. Yeah. I mean, burglars are... What are these people doing? I mean, look, if you're a burglar, you just go in and burgle and get out. You know what I mean? Surely. The standard has really dropped. It has dropped, you know, hasn't I, it? I feel that you'd think now the market would be flooded with applicants and that maybe burglars will start improving because at the moment, this is just shoddy. This is well, no, shoddy I think, performance. I think it's because you're going to get um, less burglars, aren't you, now? Because of lockdown, there's more people at home. They don't go out so More people much. at home, but there's more people that are wanting to burgle. That's what I'm just thinking about the bigger picture. Well, yeah, if you, are, if you are wanting to burgle and you're out there burgling and you're a burglar, then don't eat people's food as well. I mean, you've already gone in there and stole their TVs and, and computers and stuff, which is bad enough. And then you eat their, I mean, it, not even eat. He took a bite. He didn't even eat it. That, I think, is more offensive because then you see your sausage there thinking, oh, looks quite tasty. I want to finish it, but it's got something else's germs on it. That doesn't faze you, does it? You're the sort of person you might walk down, oh, hang on, someone's dropped their McDonald's here. Oh, it's still in its box. That looks all right. Um, I don't know if I'd eat it off the floor. I mean, if I was hungry, I mean, I'm really hungry. If I hadn't had, if I hadn't had my breakfast that morning, maybe, I don't know, you know. Because if I mean if I don't have breakfast, then by midday I'm starving. So yeah, so maybe if it was on the floor and it was if it was only fresh on the floor, I mean if it'd been there a few days, I probably wouldn't. But yeah, I mean I certainly wouldn't if I'm gonna eat somebody's. If you if I went into a house and then saw a sausage there and took a bite and went oh yeah I'd eat it. If I didn't eat it, I'd throw it away. I wouldn't just leave it. You were gonna phrase that if I were gonna go into someone's house and eat their sausage, you know I'd eat it all. <laughs> I wouldn't just leave a bit. <laughs> Oh, yeah. If I'm going to eat someone's sausage, mate, it's all down me. You disgust me. <laughs> oh, we haven't heard that for a while, have we? We've had it for a while, have we? I thought I'd just bring it out. <laughs> what, your sausage or you disgust me? <laughs> Do you want to give us another headline? Well, like I said, I had two animal headlines today. Of course. And this one, I think, is even better than the first one. Oh. You know, we're not talking goats now. We're going mainstream. We're going to wolves. And I don't mean the football team. I mean wolves as in... So, my headline goes, Zoo rumbled after trying to replace a wolf with a Rottweiler dog because it was cheaper. Needs must. <laughs> so, the... Um, Zion Guasham Zoo in China needed to replace its wolf 
when it unfortunately died of old age. Um, So they used a Rottweiler dog after bosses argued it was cheaper and visitors wouldn't mind as it's a close relation. Right? Now, first of all, is it though? (laughs) Is a Rottweiler dog a close relation to a wolf? I don't think they look very similar. I feel like an Alsatian painted grey would be a better one. Well, this is what I'm saying. I mean, you'd think, you know, an Alsatian or even a husky dog, they look more wolf-like, don't they? I mean, a Rottweiler doesn't look anything like a wolf. You know, it's got the it's got the, the nuzzle that's pushed full, you know, back and on it. Looks like it's been chasing parked cars. All those sort of things it's it's got, and it, it doesn't look anything like a wolf. Um, now, the... The customers, like, complained because they did notice. Funny enough, they did wow. notice. Very observant uh, customers. Were, yeah, they were, not, they were not fooled by this pet in a cage going, it's a wolf. Because the thing was, in the cage, in the corner, was a red sign that said, the wolf is here. <laughs> and clearly, it wasn't here. <laughs> I mean, I'd be quite alarmed. If I went to a zoo and it said, the wolf is here, and I looked into... The wolf enclosure, and there was a rock, a rockweiler. Is that it? Rockweiler. A rockweiler. Yes. Rottweiler. And another German word there. Rottweiler. I think I'd be quite alarmed because I think the wolf is on the loose. The wolf has conned this dog into getting into the enclosure. The wolf's on a runner. The wolf's out there. Everybody else in this zoo has been fooled, and they're looking at this dog, going, "That's the wolf. Yeah, that's a wolf." And before you know it, there's a wolf behind you eating you and dressing up in your grandma's clothes. It, it's alarming, you know? It's an alarming situation. How did we go from a zoo in China to Red Riding Hood? I don't know, really. Apart from the wolf, that's the only bit. But yeah, no, it is. And it, I mean, the thing was, these tickets for the, for the, if you go to the zoo, were 15 yen for a ticket, which is only £1.66, roughly. No. So it's not, it's not a massive amount of money. But still, in a zoo, and it says a wolf, you want to see a wolf and not a Rottweiler. Now, you know, on the thing it says people were told that they would see lions, tigers, and other animals, including wolves. Or including a wolf, anyway. So, I mean, mean, to be fair, if it's... I mean, this, this zoo doesn't sound like... It sounds like one of them small dogs, doesn't it? A shih tzu. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't sound like a great zoo because it's got one wolf. Yeah. And when that's died, they're not going to buy another wolf. They're going to go, oh, can't afford another wolf. It doesn't what sound like a healthy use? zoo, does it? It, it doesn't. It sounds like one of those it, dreary ones where the cages are all very small. and. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm concerned it's not a good zoo. Yeah. Let's be honest with you. And also, if you are replacing your wolf with a, with a Rottweiler, then, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, I would have, like you said, an Alsatian or a Husky even looks a bit more like a wolf. Or even just a stuffed toy, you know, and just say the wolf likes to sleep. Yeah, I mean, do they think that people wouldn't notice? This is why it gets me that people think, oh, actually, if we do that, it'll be fine. If it was further away, see, even then a Rottweiler doesn't look like a wolf, does it? Even if, a, even if it's like miles away and you look at it and you go, what's that? You wouldn't go, oh, God, that's a wolf. You'd go... That looks like a dog of some sort. You wouldn't go, oh my God, it's a wolf. I mean, I, I worry about the other animals. I mean, they've done this. They've done this with a wolf. What's next, mate? You know what I mean? You've got to take a closer look at... I mean, they'll, have a, they'll probably have a, I don't know, a, a collie with its hair brushed forward as the lion. Yep. 
Do you know what I mean? Because that can look quite liony with its mane. Um, a panther. The panther there is probably a big domestic cat like my Aussie. He probably is in there being the panther. They probably got. They probably got. You know, squirrels for monkeys, mate. In this place. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's the monkey enclosure, and there's they're eating nuts again. You know, look at their bushy tails. They're monkeys. Oh yes, yeah, a bushy-tailed monkey. That. I mean, it's bizarre. I mean, they'll they'll have someone dressed as a panda next. You know what I mean? I know they do this in some in some places in China. They do dress up as the pandas to encourage Aww. them, which is ridiculous anyway. And um, they also, when they want them to mate, these pandas, they they put a little telly in there and put porn on it. Panda no. porn. They do. It's absolutely what? true. Actually, like panda porn, or yeah, well, no, I mean two pandas, you know, doing it. Oh, they do- not actual, not actual pandas where they go. There's a knock on the door, and he goes, "Oh, I hope that's the plumber panda." And they open the door, and the plumber panda goes, "Hi, I've come to fix your pipes." And the music goes. It's not like a proper panda porn like that. that it's actual just pandas. Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just pandas have, having it away and the other pandas are meant to get them randy because they've seen it oh I see I mean I'd probably look at it and feel a bit inferior you know because you'd be like oh one's not that big but yeah so this zoo is doing this well no it's not doing all the other stuff but it's definitely done the wolf alright just uh, just for <laughs> I don't want to put it out there that every animal in there is a fake oh yeah you're alright go in the tiger thing it's a fake it's just a big cat it's just a big house cat it's a big tabby go on get in there um, but yeah, you've got to be careful because zoos are a, a very thing. I mean, people, I don't, I'm not a lover of, I used to like zoos when I was younger, when I was a kid, before you knew exactly how they work. Now, I don't like that zoos now, even, even the really good zoos, you know, like, you know, you go to Chessington, for instance, and they've got a zoo, haven't they, with the, with the park. And uh, there's still, they're still in cages and there's still not a lot of room there. I, 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 it doesn't sit with me well. I don't think Chessington's the best example. That is still a little small, I think. But I think, see, I personally feel zoos have an important role to play because they're often very important as sort of research centres and conservation centres. And I think, unfortunately, if we don't see these animals, we won't care to protect them. And so I think if some animals have to make the sacrifice of living in a zoo to save the generations of animals to come, I think that works in that uh, I think... I fed giraffes and Ooh. <laughs> at a zoo. And that you, was sorry, you, you fed giraffes or you've had giraffes fed to you? Because I know that you posh people eat a lot of different stuff. You I, haven't eaten a giraffe, no, have I've you? No, I've eaten a giraffe. I was going to say, the legs are good though, wouldn't they? That would be a big leg for Sunday Rose, wouldn't it? I'll have a neck. They're okay for a buffet. You could all sit down at the table and just all have a little <laughs> nibble. Um, anyway... <laughs> and you feel a lot more invested in the life of a giraffe. And I think that's the thing. If you see these animals and see how majestic they are, I think you care a lot more about saving them. Do you not think, though, that it's better in a safari park? Because they've got more space and they're not literally, there's a cage in front of them. Because I think, when, you see, when you see tigers, one of the, for instance, like you see a tiger and it's pacing up and down the front yeah. of the things. It's not in the best mindset, is it? I think really it's, we should have like three zoos sort of equally spaced around the UK so everyone's near one. And they have a lot of room. Yeah, they should make a lot. I mean, like that's called a safari park, mate, just so you know. Like Longleat. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, they've got big, they've got loads of room. They go in there and they, they're more in their, their habitat of being more social and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, safaris are good. And I, I went to a safari and I, I fed a giraffe as well, to be fair, because he put his head through my window. <laughs> Not literally, the window was open, just so you know. Didn't just put his head through the window because you go through and you, they give you this grain stuff and zebras come up and you just you can feed the zebras and the, and it was brilliant you know and then you go into the enclosures with the lions you can't obviously feed them yeah, don't have the window to. down for them <laughs> mind you I did see a video of someone who got out their car to shoo away a lion yeah. that was near his car and I was like what are you doing you idiot I don't I mean, need the car destroy yeah, my car absolutely. all you like I'm staying I mean the here. monkeys get on your car don't they and scratch it a bit clearly and take never off. seen Jurassic Park. Absolutely. One thing you do is you stay in the car. But um, yeah, so I think I think you know these zoos have got a lot of responsibility, like you say, conservation and all that is, is a great thing. But safari parks, I, I feel are better because they've got a bit more space, and you can go there and you can feel like you're on a bit of a safari. I mean, it's one thing I'd, I'd I've never done is a safari. Have you ever done a safari? Oh, I'd love to. It is on my to do list. Absolutely, it's one of my to do lists, and uh, I would love to go to Africa and do a proper proper safari um but uh, unfortunately at the moment all we got is 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 the uh the zoos apparently and a the good one is parks. a hot air balloon during the great migration i think that'd be pretty impressive wow yeah i never even thought of that there I you just go put that get, on your to-do get, list all right a balloon ride now in my like the balloon would come down right in the middle of a lion pack or something you know but you have and all the like, animals migrating apparently and so you see all of the animals moving across the plains and you're up in your hot air balloon watching it all. It sounds very impressive. That does sound good, doesn't it? But then we should do, we should help these animals. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And if they do come back, like we said in the first, in the, my first story, and they do want to take over the world, us people that like animals are going to be spared slightly, I reckon. I hope so. You know? <laughs> I mean, I have experience as a giraffe butler, so I'm hoping that that will serve me in good stead if I need a career in the revolution. Yeah, that's it. I mean, and your neck, you look, actually, out of all the animals, I think, looking at you, you would probably be a giraffe because you've got a long, long neck. It's either you've got a long neck because you stand up straight or you've got that smellier feet that you're trying to keep your nose away from your feet as much as possible. Thank you. And on that note, shall we have our final headline? Let's do it. I chose this one specifically for you. I thought this isn't really a story. It's not really newsworthy, but I thought it's one for Vince. And it is, <laughs> woman says we should sit on the toilet backwards so you can eat at the same time. <laughs> what? So yeah, the suggestion I'm... is, as opposed to <laughs> sitting on the loo, one mounts the loo. So, you so would... you're, facing, you're, you're sitting facing the system bit? Yes. So you're facing that. And voila, you have a table in front of you on which you could put your iPad <laughs> so you can watch TV. There's room for a glass so you've got a drink and then you can put some snacks on it. And one will have a full on meal if you really wanted. You wouldn't have to move, eat the food and straight out the other end. But does this woman know that we do have things called tables that we can sit at and eat and drink and watch telly on a sofa? You know, I mean... But what time you're wasting while you're going to the loo? What do you mean, what time? You, what time you're wasting? No, that's ridiculous, Chris. You don't waste time. You, everyone needs to go to the toilet. It's like you might as well say, yeah, look, let's just stay up all night because we're wasting time sleeping. Well, we are. Yeah, but that's, that's got to do, that helps our body. 
It's like when you're on the, I find when you're on the toilet, and we've talk, talked about this before, you know, I like to relax on the toilet. It's a place for thinking. It's a place for playing my games on me on my phone. See, you're you know basically I mean? halfway there. You're happy to play yeah, on your but, phone on the loo. No, listen, I'm sitting the right way, facing the right way, because the seat is moulded that way. If I sat the other way, it would be a bit more uncomfortable. Your legs would be further apart because you'd be like really straddling it. It would fly um, out. And <laughs> ooh, uh, and also I like that time there just to sit and relax. Okay, now if I want, and the last place I want to eat food or drink anything is in a smelly toilet. I mean, I'm not saying that your, your toilets at home are smelly, but when you're actually having a shit, it becomes smelly. It really so, doesn't sound pleasant, does it? I mean, it's a one-way ticket to E. coli. Absolutely, and it's just because what happens when you when you have a poop, right? Small particles of poop go up in the air. Yeah. When you flush the toilet and stuff, small. Well, this particles is the thing. Drop. I am very good, and I always put the loose seat down. I do that now. Never flush Ever so- it up. Ever since I saw this program where I saw, I think it was, um, I can't remember what it was on. It was on, it was on a comedy program like Ducks Don't Quack or something like that um, on Sky. And it was like, they showed these particles when you it's flush that they, bits of poo and they go on your toothbrush yep. and they go everywhere. And it's like, oh my God. So ever since then I do the same, Chris. Seat goes down, you know, top goes down, everything goes down, then flush. Yeah. And then you have you can have a little peek, see, so make sure it's all gone. Yeah. <laughs> or there's any splashback you know, might need to take off. But, you know, primarily just flush it with a seat down. But that's what I mean. If you're sitting there eating and stuff and you get... I mean, how long are you on it for if you're going to do that? And it's not that? healthy. It is not healthy. You should not be on the loo very long. It's not good for you. Well, I do sometimes take 25, maybe a half an hour on a loo. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> it's horrendous. You know, you think, oh, Vincent's in the bathroom. Right, that's an hour I won't be able to go in there. Wonderful. Just have to hold well, yeah, it all in. I like to I like to sit and, you know, like I say, relax. and it, it depends how well Does I'm doing on Candy Crush. If I'm doing sore? well if I'm doing well on Candy Crush, I could be in there longer because I don't want to get off because it might spoil my rhythm. Um, and, and then you get off and you've got that nice ring around your bottom, you know, oh. like a red ring on your bottom where you've got... I am never, ever in there more than 10 minutes. Yeah, but you are quite feminine in that way, aren't you? Because girls don't tend to stay in. I mean, my partner, she's in there. I mean, she doesn't poo for about four days anyway. Lovely. I'm sure she'll love the fact you've shared that. Well, two or three times a day, I'm good. She doesn't do one for maybe a week sometimes. And she goes, oh, I might need a poo. What do you mean, might? You ain't pooed for a week. You're going to need a poo, love. There's stuff up there. Get rid of it. Lovely insight into couple life. And um, so, yeah, so, you know, women don't tend to stay in as, as long as guys. Um, but we do. Some We used to read the paper. My dad used to read the paper in there, you know. So, but to eat your dinner, I mean, I wouldn't even think of having a snack. I, I wouldn't even chew gum in there. It's not, it's not right. And what was, so what was her idea of this? It was, it was like she thought this is best because. It would get her followers on TikTok. Right, now we see. Now the TikTok door opens. I mean, to be honest, she did get uh, 420,000 likes and 12,000 comments on this. So if you're wanting to make an impact... Yeah, you see, this is the thing, because as you know, Chris, I am, I've am i just been on TikTok for a little while now. I just, 
I see it. I don't know how these people get all the likes. How do they get all the likes? Because some of the stuff they've got with these likes are just ridiculous. I mean, if I saw that, I'd just go, you stupid woman. I wouldn't like it. I might view it because it's come up on my feed. But I wouldn't like it because it's like, that's not right. You know, but you've got, I mean, the thing is, there's things on there like that that then tell people, oh, this is what you have to do. Oh, this is the way. It's like if you look at all these hacks that are on there, they're called hacks, aren't they, where time saving and all that sort of thing. Some of them you see and you go, oh, that's quite. I mean, there's there's things on iPhones and it tells you, oh, have, do you know this about your iPhone? And it tells you things that iPhone haven't told you, which is quite good. You know, like you can use the back um, Apple symbol to press to do what? stuff. So if I want to take a screenshot on my Apple phone now, I press the you know the Apple symbol on the back of it. Yeah. I just press double click that and it does a screenshot for me. Wow. What about your case? You didn't know that? Huh? What about the case? No, that's through the case. Sorry, through the case it does a screenshot if you tap the back of it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah, you there's a there's a thing you go into and you can and it says back tap or something on it and it, you can choose what, what you want because it's got about six or seven different things you can do with using that back tap. Wow. And there's things like that that people have put on there and you go, oh, that's interesting. But then there's other hacks that you go on there and you go, they've made an egg and it's made something else. And you go, that can't be right. And people, there's other people on there trying it and going, no, this is bullshit because it don't work. <laughs> so there's a lot of that. And if, if you're all sitting on the toilet, there will be some stupid people out there that go, oh, maybe we've been doing it wrong all these years sitting on the toilet this way. Well, the toilet is the wrong, it's actually built wrong to actually help us go to the loo effectively. Did you know that? Well, I know that in some countries you squat right down. Well, you should actually. And you actually, don't sit. Because you actually squat. Well, actually, I think you need to... The ideal would be you should sit further back. You need to lift your thighs up, your knees up, so you're sort of at, at that sort of angle, your legs. So you really I'd need fall to off little, the toilet. So you should sort of be leant back a bit, sort of thing. I'd and roll that, off like a weeble. <laughs> and that opens up your muscles much better to be able to um, release uh, much more effectively. Yeah, you see, in some, I, I remember being in Singapore, and um, I went needed to go to the toilet really badly, and I ran into the toilet, and we were on we were on the we were doing a show there on the on the ground floor in this big concourse area, and I thought I need in between the shows I went I just finished the show I ran into the toilet down there and I needed it and I went open the the doors and they were all those holes in the just oh, holes they're horrible things and I was like oh no I can't I can't do that I can't so I went that. Did another show. And I was getting worse, thinking, oh, I've got, go. I've got to go. I went in there again. The, oh, tried. No, I can't do it. Went out, did another show. The third time I went in there, I thought, I've got to do something. So I, I managed to sort of wedge myself in as much as I could. And, and it was so uncomfortable. And, and I did it and, and all that. And it just felt really awful. And I came out. And one of the tech guys was from Singapore. And I said, how do you use these toilets all the time? I said, because I find it really difficult. And he said, oh, right. He said, well, if you go up to the next floor, there's normal toilets up there. <laughs> so, I was like, well, brilliant. Now you tell me. So, yeah, but I don't like those. I mean, oh, I know that me. they're meant to be better for you. The way you sit, the way you squat is meant to be better for you. But I just, But you'd I be scared know. if you lost balance, you'd be in your poo. Absolutely. I mean, I'd be scared doing what you said to do about leaning back and putting your knees up. I'd roll off. I mean, there's, I mean, you know, this, this, this the whole thing is people like on TikTok doing all these stuff. You got to watch out because people will think this is no, this is the actual way to do it. This is this is how we should be doing. It. We should be eating our dinners in the toilet. 
I mean, she seems like a very lonely person. She hasn't got a partner, clearly, if she's having a dinner in a toilet. Well, she actually only took her iPad, brownies, crisps, and a drink with her. It's quite ironic she took brownies. <laughs> well, out of all the food you can take into the toilet, let's take brownies. Well then, would you like to wrap us up there, Vince? I will indeed, Chris. Now, we've had such good fun with you guys out there today. I hope you've enjoyed listening to us on It's Actually Happening, where we're telling you the stories that are actually happening out there, uh, including all our stories about animals that we love. But they are actually happening, and you can have a look on on, uh, Google and find these stories, and there's videos to some of the stories. Have a look there as well. Hope you've enjoyed it this week. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you.